0: are listening to the Wanderlust and Wellness Podcast, and this is episode number six. Are your fears and limiting beliefs holding you back from living the life you've always dreamed about? Fear of judgment from others, failure, criticism, or maybe your past experiences and relationships are haunting your actions today? Do you long for something more, but are lost on how to get there? After spending years longing for more, but too afraid to make the leap due to my own limiting beliefs, I finally found the secret to moving forward towards living that fulfilled life I've always longed for, and I'm making it my mission to teach you how to do the same. Every episode, we're going to dive into topics surrounding personal development, mindset, wellness, spirituality, and so much more, arming you with the skills and strategies you need to break down your own limiting beliefs unlock your true potential and live the fulfilled life you were designed for so grab a pen grab your favorite journal and let's get started welcome to another episode of the podcast Today on episode six, we're going to be talking to Jennifer Hunt. Jennifer is a nutrition communications dietitian whose joy and passion is to empower women to live healthy, balanced lives that are fulfilling and free of guilt and shame. She loves sharing real life strategies for choosing nourishing foods, creating a healthy lifestyle that works for you, and looking beyond the mirror. As a registered and licensed dietitian nutritionist, Jennifer has experience in one-on-one and group counseling speaking and has even dabbed in a bit of media equipped with knowledge experience and passion she adores helping women and moms find simple ways to make healthy living easier and tasty through her blog Her blog is called HealthyInspiration.com, and she also does speaking engagements and nutrition counseling. This was one episode that I was dying to record because I find the topic of macronutrients so confusing, especially with all of the different macro-based eating programs out there. And you hear people say all the time, count your macros. Well, how many macros are you eating? But for someone that's just starting out, this can be utterly confusing. So with that being said, let's jump right over to the interview. Welcome to the podcast, Jennifer. Um, today's topic is one that I've been wanting to tackle for quite a while. Uh, so I can't wait to jump right in. But first, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your
1: business? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I've been really excited about chatting with you. So I'm a registered and licensed dietitian nutritionist, and I've worked in private practice and also in clinical outpatient settings, predominantly with um, individuals that are interested in weight loss, um, managing their weight, and even um, just for healthy living and diabetes. Um, So I really love helping people create a plan and strategies that will work for their life because we are all unique and different. Um, So I have a blog called Healthy Inspiration. And that's really where I share a lot of encouragement, valuable resources, and just really amazing and easy recipes (laughs) um, that help people um, to live a healthy and uh, really fit life. Um, so one of my one of my passions is truly to um, help women to really toss off that mom guilt and get rid of that Pinterest perfect kind of expectation and throw away those labels and really embrace the healthy life that they want to live. And I really want to help them create solutions to do that. Um, so um, in addition to writing and blogging, I enjoy speaking at events and doing some online nutrition counseling as well. And I am married to a great guy who is what I call a selective eater. <laughs> and um, so that means that uh, I guess another term would be a picky eater. <laughs> yes. And I uh, don't love using that phrase, but that um, he's, he's, he's not hugely fond of vegetables. And um, I also have a really cheerful and active one and a half year old who um, in the last year has taught me a lot about feeding kids um, and a lot about patients um, and cleaning up messes on the floor. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> so I, that's I, I a can A little def- bit about me and where I am in my life right now.
0: Great, great. And I could definitely relate to eating with picky eaters that are not... Very keen on vegetables. I have a couple yeah. of those in my household as well, <laughs> and I and I really like the concept behind what you do, and um, in terms of recognizing the individuality of everybody and finding you know what what works for them, because I think that's that's really important.
1: Uh, I and ag- so go. Ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I completely agree. I think that it is. Um, We can see someone who's doing really well and say, I want to do what they're doing, but we always have to find that path that works for us. Absolutely. um, So we just kind of have to customize what will work for us. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So on today's episode, we're going to tackle the subject of macros. And I think this is a topic that... I could honestly talk to you about for hours just because I, <laughs> I like I want to learn so much more myself about this but I really wanted to dive into macros for our listeners because I felt like it might help clear up some of the confusion out there um and some of the misconceptions and hopefully yes. leave them with a little more understanding about the subject of you know what are macros and macronutrients nutri- right yeah um and when because for me when I first um, started to make a transition to a healthy lifestyle, um, there's just so much information out there and it can be so confusing and so overwhelming. And I remember um, when I first started out, like, I was like, do I eat carbs? Is fat bad? Uh, how much protein should I be eating? And you have all this information coming at you from all these different channels and you just kind of freeze with panic. And, and one of the topics that I found to be the most confusing was the concept of macros because you hear a lot about, you know, oh, we'll just count your macros or you should be counting your macros. So I think before we even dive into that concept, I would like to um, talk about the scientific side of macronutrients. And sure. so can you, can you give us an overview of what are macronutrients?
1: Yeah. Yes. So, macronutrients are nutrients that we need in a large quantity in our body. Um, And there are three kinds of macronutrients, and those are carbohydrate, fat, and protein. And those are the main places where we get calories in our diet. So, they provide—calories would be another word for energy. They provide our bodies with energy. Um, And so, um, they're absolutely essential for us to live and to thrive. Um, So carbohydrate is the first kind of macronutrient that I'm going to talk about. And it is um, composed of sugar molecules. It's either a single sugar or a chain of them in the form of a starch. Um, It is what our body is using, especially when we are exercising. It um, uses those glucose molecules very easily. Um, it's also the fuel that our bot- that our brain is using um, on, on a consistent basis throughout the day. Um, and carbohydrate is also one of the main places where we're getting fiber. And so if we are not um, consuming a lot of carbohydrate through the day, then we may be having some issues um, with consuming adequate fiber in our diet. And fiber is Absolutely essential if we want good gastrointestinal health, but also cardiovascular health. And another great reason for fiber um, to be including fiber in our diet is going to be um, for helping to control blood sugar, which is not just important for those that have diabetes, but it's important for all of us in managing um, cravings and um our energy throughout the day so carbohydrates absolutely um a a very important part of um the what we're getting in our diet and so we're going to find carbohydrate through whole grains through your starchy vegetables like potatoes um, peas and beans um, and you also get some carbohydrate um, through um, some of your dairy as well Um, so those are going to be your main places Um, fat is the second kind of macronutrient. And um, one of the really important reasons that we want to have fat in our diet is it actually helps us absorb fat-soluble vitamins. And those would be vitamins A, D, E, and K. And so when we're consuming foods that have those fat-soluble vitamins, if we don't have a little source of fat at that diet, we're not going to be adequately um, getting those particular vitamins. Um, We also have some what we call essential fatty acids, which are omega-3 fats that are absolutely essential that our bodies cannot make, so we have to get them through our food sources. And those are really great for helping to control cholesterol as well as um, our triglycerides. Um, There are unsaturated fats and there mm-hmm. are saturated fats. And one of the really key things when we're talking about what kinds of fats are we going to put in our diet is making sure we're choosing generally unsaturated fats. We want to be choosing things like avocado and olive oil and maybe walnut oil. And we're going to be getting nuts and seeds. So we really want to be choosing those unsaturated fats. And saturated fats are generally going to be highest in your animal kind. Kind of protein foods, so it doesn't mean we don't want any, but the recommendation is to get about 10% or less of our total calories from those saturated fats. Okay. Um, so, and then our last, um, so the third one is going to our macronutrient is protein, and um, protein is really essential for helping to repair tissue. It actually helps make hormones, enzymes, it supports immune function, um, and it makes up all of your tissues. So not just your muscle, but also your hair, your skin, your nails, your blood is living tissue and so is your bone. So protein is absolutely essential. And um, we um, definitely want to be making sure that we're getting good quality sources of protein. Mm um, so that could come through animal protein like meats and fish and seafood, poultry. It also can come through dairy. Um, if you do choose to use something like almond milk or coconut milk, you won't be getting, um, as high protein as you would if you do choose to use cow's milk. But I realize that some people choose not to do, um, cow's milk and, um, that form of dairy. And then there's, there's going to be some protein through your, plant, um, plant foods as well, like your, um, beans and legumes and even a little bit in your whole grains. Mm -hmm.
0: So, so probably with all the macronutrients, the carbs, um, and the, the the healthy fats and the proteins, is there what you would say in each of those categories? So, you know, good carbs versus bad carbs, or, you know, you already kind of touched upon the, you know, the good fats versus, uh, I don't know if you want to say bad fats, but the, the, but the the less healthy fats, but but with each of those categories or especially with carbs, are there are there good and bad carbs or or is it is should we make that
1: distinction? Yes. No, I I would definitely, well, I don't always love using using the terms good and bad. Yes. There are ones we want to choose most often. And so those are going to be your complex carbohydrates. So those are ones that are generally less processed. Mm -hmm. Um, So for instance, your fruit versus your fruit juices, you want to choose your beans and your legumes and your even potatoes. Ideally, over something like um, the potato chips Mm -hmm. and all of your candies and um, the less processed ones. Those less, or I'm sorry, the more processed ones, and the more processed it is, it's going to actually raise blood sugars higher and faster, Mm -hmm. um, which over time can actually contribute to issues with cravings. It can also contribute to um, increasing your risk for diabetes or um, glycemic issues, um, hyper or hypoglycemia. Um, And so in the long run, it actually is not beneficial to our health. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely choosing the um, less processed um, carbohydrate foods is, is most ideal. Okay. Okay. That's what Um, I thought. And then in terms of fats, yeah, the same thing. And with the unsaturated versus the saturated, I think the um, the primary places we're getting the saturated are from the animal proteins, and um, we do get some from things like coconut oil if you're if we're choosing to do that. But um, but for the most part, um, the animal protein is where we're getting um, higher amounts of saturated fats.
0: Okay, and then I know we we also hear the term micronutrients but not as much as we hear macronutrients but i think micronutrients are still um vital to our system. so can you tell us a little bit about what what are micronutrients and how do our how does uh, our bodies use micronutrients
1: Right, so so micro essentially being small, we still need them, but we and they're absolutely necessary, but just in smaller quantities than the macro. Um, and so um, vitamins and minerals would be considered micronutrients, and they're truly important for helping to protect the body from like free radicals, which um, when free radicals get out of hand can actually turn into different kinds of cancer. Um, They also assist in immune support and um, are also involved in metabolism of your carbs, fat, and protein, so um, they are definitely essential and needed. one of the key things that I love to share with and talk about with people is that when we are choosing foods that are more processed and maybe coming from a box, those are foods that are going to be lower in those micronutrients. And um, when the processing occurs, it's either removing or essentially rendering inactive a lot of those vitamins and minerals. So the more. Um, The more uh, whole foods you're doing Mm -hmm. and the less processed is definitely the better. And I think that's a
0: good point. And um, we just uh, talked about this in another episode is um, processed foods or boxed foods, regardless of whether it has the label, you know, organic you know right. gluten free yes. it's still processed and so i think that's exactly. important to not get sucked into that you know it's healthy and in in but it's still coming in a box and so right. the the closer <laughs> you get to the food from its natural
1: you know whole state the the better yes. it is i completely agree <laughs> i think you are so right and i think that that is um sometimes a a, a misperception mm-hmm. and um, when we see something that says, oh, it's gluten-free or yes, oh, it's organic, um, it does not mean that it's in its most whole state. Yes. And yes, exactly. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point to make. Um, so I, I, like I said, I could talk to you about the science, <laughs> science side of this because I think it's very important to understand you know, when we when we say, Oh, you know, it's, you know, my macros, or I'm counting my macros or I, you know, I need to get my macros in for the day, like to understand what we're talking about and also yeah. to understand the role that there are micronutrients as well that also play a role, uh, with, with our food. So yes. And, and I think we hear a lot about macros, especially in the healthy living and the, I'll use the the diet word uh, the weight loss world because of yes. programs um like fad programs or programs that you might hear like um the if it fits in your macros program um, and so uh, my next question would be when when we start to talk about counting our macros is that is counting macros really for everyone or is that something that if you're looking to transition to a healthy lifestyle like should you focus on on counting your macros
1: i think that's a really um interesting question so i believe that counting macronutrients can be a very insightful type of um way of of going about trying to work towards a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a great tool to to focus and to kind of keep yourself focused when you're working towards um, a health goal or a nutrition goal. Um, but it does require um, a, a period, a lot of time mm-hmm. and, and effort. Um, it certainly requires someone to do some extra measuring and weighing and um, and record keeping on a really consistent basis. And so I think that um, it's definitely a great tool for for some people to use. Um, and it might be a tool to begin using now, and it might be a tool that you decide to use in, um, in a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think really asking yourself, am I a detail-oriented person? Do I, do I like looking at those numbers? Some people just don't. They, mm-hmm. they want to have a little bit more of an eyeball kind of approach to, um, to healthy living. And so I think it really um, is really dependent upon the person and what they enjoy and what some of their target goals are um, as to whether it's a good approach to start right now.
0: And I think that I, I, I would agree with that. And I think that goes back to that individuality where, yeah. you know, not every like we're not all one size fits all. And so not every right. approach and every program is going to fit with everybody. So so while you know, counting macros for one person because that—that's what they need and that's what they want—might not fit for someone else because they might, you know, the other person may find it completely overwhelming. Um, right. So, yes. so how do you approach um, this topic with your clients, and, and maybe not just like uh, necessarily counting your macros, but, but when you when you when you're working one-on-one with your clients, how do you approach understanding macros, and then if they were to bring up, say you know, counting macros, how do you, how do you work with your clients on that?
1: Yeah. So I think one of the first things I always like to do with clients is I really like for us to kind of get a vision for where we're going. Um, I I think that's absolutely essential when we start trying to make some changes to our our health or our lifestyle is where are we going and why do we want to get there? And, and, and then really looking at what are some of these small changes that we need to make to get there? Um, So, I think then, kind of learning a little bit about their habits, learning a little bit about their preferences, and also just their lifestyle, um, helps us kind of determine is is doing a, a you know a tracking, um, or record keeping kind of approach going to be really helpful for us. Mm -hmm. Um, for some people, they maybe have been doing some great things and they've just gotten stuck and they're just not maybe seeing the results that they're expecting to see, but they know that they've been, um, making some really good progress or have made progress in the past. And so maybe we just need to add this extra level of, um, of, uh, tracking and counting their macronutrients just to kind of make sure that we're that they're accounting for everything and really mm-hmm. looking at some of the details. Um, for someone else who might be starting out, it might be that we just start with um, getting some healthy meals on the table five mm-hmm. days a week. You know, it might be that our goal is a little bit different and not as um, dead set on a number. Yes. Um, but I have definitely, definitely found that when someone is, um, using a food journal or even, or if they're using an app to track that it is a very insightful, not mm-hmm. just for me as the the dietitian that's working with them, but for themselves, it is hugely, um, a, an asset to help them look at what they're putting in their body and how often they're doing it and truly how they're nourishing their body. So mm-hmm. I think that when, when I'm approaching it, um, I'm really looking at what can they do from uh, and what are they wanting to do and commit to doing. And, and we really start with just taking one or two steps in the right direction. And it might be that detailed. And then sometimes it's, uh, we need to just make a meal plan, you know, mm-hmm. or it might be that we need to create a grocery list and, and, a set day where we're going grocery shopping. So I think it's really looking at where they are, where they want to go and, um, and just committing to, to one step.
0: Uh, Awesome. And I see this time and time again, where uh, I have, I've been say in a, in a member of like a, an online group that's, you know, all, you know, working towards, you know, weight loss or, you know, whatever, a support group. Right. And, but you have a standard program that everybody in the group is working. And while some are thriving, you know, say with counting their macros, others are, you know, just getting frustrated. And, and I think it really is because there's just not, you know, that one size fits all. So, I would agree, exactly. and exactly what you described is how I finally um, approached my own uh, weight losses. I did what you did, and I really spent a good year just really focusing on getting you know healthy meals on the table, um, starting right. out small, and then you know working it out so that I had healthy meals throughout the entire day. Um, yeah. but, but like you said, then now I've kind of hit like a like a like a like a plateau where mm-hmm. I, okay, now I feel like I would like to count macros. For a, like a short amount of time just to see because even though our body needs those macros, it only needs them in certain quantities and that that's going right. to be different for everybody. And so that's where I yeah. felt like counting macros um, can can be helpful to say, OK, so of those complex carbs and those good fats and that protein, how much does my body need, you know, in order to, for whatever I'm trying to achieve. So for me, yes. I I am still, you know, I still have fat loss that I want to achieve. So there are going to be set amounts that, you know, my body right. needs in order for that to happen. So.
1: Yes, no, that's ex- exactly, it sounds like you decided I'm going to take it to another level yes. essentially. Yes. And it's like, I'm going to turn up the notch a little bit. And I think, yes, it can be a hugely helpful tool um, in that case.
0: And definitely. Very, as you mentioned, very insightful because I, I've gotten into a routine, and I kind of eat mm-hmm. pretty much the same foods. But I, I, you know, I would like to say I like to use the calculator just to input what I've been eating because it's very insightful and it's very eye opening to be like, oh wow, like I'm eating a lot of say, you know, f- you know, sed- uh, f- uh, fats, or I'm eating way too right. many carbs. So I think it was a very uh, insight- insightful tool to kind of open my eyes up into how how much I really was eating what I thought I was maybe eating for what my body needed but I was kind of like going either over or under because I also found that I'm not needing nearly enough protein and I and here
1: I am thinking I eat a ton of protein and I was not <laughs> I wasn't even yeah. close <laughs> yeah yeah no I think that you're right like even logging a couple of days and then just going back and yep. kind of assessing yourself can be so um insightful and um, and it might be that you're like, oh, I could do this one little tweak uh-huh. and that one little thing could totally change everything up. Um, so, so yeah, it doesn't mean that there's dramatic changes that even have to take place. Mm-hmm. It's not just little tweaks here and there. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And, and I like how you mentioned journaling. Uh, ironically, I just posted um, the first post in a series over on wanderlustandwellness.com today. What I've, I've kind of, coined it, the the power is within you uh, series, and it's going to be a 12 week series, where we're really talking about the mental side of, you know, healthy yeah. living. And the very first thing we're talking about is journaling uh, when we eat, but not in the sense of just, you know, writing down, you know, your calories and, but also like, what was your hunger rating before? And what was your hunger rating after? And, and, yes. and how did you feel after you ate? And what were like, um, also like the emotional side of like, what were the emotions that you were feeling before and after you ate? So I think journaling is a hugely powerful tool that we can use uh, to really kind of kind of get in tune with our bodies and, and, and what we're
1: eating. I completely agree. I think that's awesome and I love to hear that because I think that when we just approach it from the scientific number side Mm -hmm. that we are missing out and we are truly not going to be able to get to our goals without looking at the mental and emotional parts. Um, Because we we do food is emotional and mental. I mean it's all intertwined, and so Mm -hmm. um, I love that you're doing that on your side. I think that's excellent. I can't wait to read it.
0: Yeah, it took me, and it took me years of you know. I, what I would say, because I'm talking about myself, so I can say I was doing it the wrong way. I, I approaching, you know, eating healthy. I was just pr- approaching it from the wrong angle, and and it wasn't until I really opened up to that whole mental side and the emotional side and understanding my why and and looking at my, you know, and doing some journaling and looking at my limiting beliefs that I really was able to you know, stop feeling like I was depriving myself and instead like realize that I'm actually, you know, nourishing myself. So.
1: Yes. Yes. um, Love that word. (laughs) It's it's all about, yeah. How can we nourish our body? How can we add life and energy to our body and nourish it instead of take away, restrict, yes, eliminate? Yes.
0: yes. Yeah. It's all about flipping that that mindset. Yep. So let's talk about some tips and strategies for those that um, have maybe thought about kind of the macros or maybe, you know, they've tried it in the past and they've failed. Um, so let's talk about what some of those strategies um, that people could use to approach this. Um, okay. And for me, and, and, and let me know if you agree or disagree with me. But for me, I feel like first and foremost, um, just from my own experience, uh, I would hesitate recommend macro counting to anyone that's maybe just starting out towards eating healthy and instead do what we just talked about and, and focus on the understanding of the nourishing foods and maybe your relationship with you with foods and your mindset, or like you mentioned, you know, just work on getting those healthy meals on the the table and get that foundation built before moving into macros, uh, like counting Mm -hmm. macros specifically. What do you think about that?
1: no i I really agree. I think that counting um can be a much more kind of intensive approach, or, as mm-hmm. we said, kind of like turning up the notch um and so i I would say that um sometimes still writing it down or uh-huh. journaling um maybe when you ate or how much you ate can be really insightful in kind of taking a glance at what your general eating practices Mm -hmm. are, but it doesn't have to start with trying to hit certain numbers every single day. Um, I think that as you mentioned earlier, you talked about trying to find a rhythm and a routine that Mm -hmm. was a little bit new. And whenever we're making changes, um, it takes time to refine that kind of new rhythm, and and I really encourage people, um, but so that we don't overwhelm ourselves and we don't get so caught up in the numbers, let's make one change and let's try to find a new rhythm with that, and mm-hmm. then let's make another change and find a rhythm and a routine with that. So I think taking some of those small steps um, towards maybe then the counting can be. Um, really um like a a journey or a path to getting there um but it doesn't have to be the first thing that they start doing absolutely Um, so yeah okay yeah
0: that's that 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 would that's what i would recommend as well um and I would also recommend, um, approaching macro counting. If, you, if that's what you, if you're ready, if you feel like, okay, I'm ready, I, I can do this and you, and it's, and you want to do that. I would definitely recommend approaching macro counting from the lens of healthy eating. So don't get yes. caught up in the whole, you know, I can eat these. For donuts because it fits in my macros, <laughs> so right. or this bag yeah. of Doritos, like like we talked about, like you still want to focus on whole foods and and, and foods closest to its you know natural state. Um, so don't when you're approaching macro counting, I would recommend approaching it from the lens of healthy eating, or if you're following. Um, I know some people may have to follow a specific eating protocol. Um, so also if you're in that situation, like approaching macro counting from still within the realm of the foods that works for your body. Um, so, so that would be the second thing I would recommend.
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, exactly right. I think that, um, you want to make sure that, um, that you're focusing on nourishing your body, mm-hmm. as we mentioned before, so you can really supply it with the the nutrients that it needs to perform at its best. And so you're right; you know it is a flexible eating plan in the sense that sure you can have the glass of wine every once in a while, or you can have the piece of birthday cake at your mm-hmm. friend's party. Um, and so it does allow for that. And I think that's. Um, I think honestly that that's great because it allows us to live real life Mm -hmm. and not in this little box of rules, Yes. but the point of taking a health journey is, is changing up our behaviors and our habits so that we can, um, live life long and we can have the energy and the vitality and we can feel great doing it. And in choosing those nourishing whole foods most often is what's going to help us get there. Um, so definitely, I agree that looking at it from the lens of healthy eating is um, is a really important part of of, of really doing this um, well mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I would also um, for me, I would also recommend. Uh, finding a tool that helps you actually calculate your macros. Cause that's another, um, part of the process that can be confusing is, well, how much does my body need? And then once I figured that number out, you know, what can I use to, to calculate, um, you know, my specific matros,
1: macros? macro. So are there any specific tools that you use with your clients for this? Mm-hmm. So, yes. Um, so, yeah, so MyFitnessPal, and then there's another one called Spark People. Uh-huh. And those are two that I am very familiar with. Um, both of them allow you to enter in some of your own numbers, especially if you um, are working with, um, whether it's a dietitian or a healthcare provider, or you've gotten some specific numbers that are for your body. And you can go in and you can actually put in... Um, Calories and then it'll, and you can put in your percentages for your macronutrients so that you can really um, try to stick carefully um, Mm -hmm. to those particular targets each day um, and so those are two tools that I feel are really um, helpful I do know that um, I do feel that the calculator on the if it fits your macros website actually is a pretty nifty tool uh-huh. that at least does give you some of those um, target ranges mm-hmm. and allows you to customize them a little bit so um, that's great we tend um, as dietitians to use um, some calculations um, but they you can find you um, uh, and I can give you a couple of links for some of those calculations okay. that can you can find online. Um, but um, but yeah, uh, I think that those are two great tools that allow people to kind of really see and keep track.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, we'll put those links in the show notes uh, for the listeners okay. so they can refer back to those. And I would agree, of uh, if, if you are just going to search online for a tool to figure out, your Macro levels, I do think the ones that I've at least looked at, um, that it fits in your macros program one was what I felt like gave me the best, uh, res- you know, answer for yes. what I was looking yes. for. Um, yes. and I did notice with my fitness pal because I've heard, I, I've read where. You know, you can view your macros by percentage, but it's also if you really, really want to get specific, you should really like major your food and look at the grams of each. And I did notice that with my Fitness pal, if you wanted to actually weigh your food out um, to get that, spe- that, that level of spe- uh, specifics, <laughs> I'll skip that word for this time, um, that the premium uh, account offers uh, the ability to break your macros into grams. That's great. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and no, um, some common pitfall uh, pitfalls to avoid is, and I think we already kind of touched on this is one jumping into you know macro accounting before you're ready. And so mm-hmm. if you if you are choosing to go about this on your own, um, I would really recommend you know really kind of understanding your habits and you know your your decision-making process and really understanding is this really going to help me or is this going to stress me out or Great. work, work <laughs> with someone like yourself, a dietitian, um, that can help you make that decision and, and, and understand whether you're ready. And then Certainly. I, would, I would also, and like we also already mentioned is, Really, the whole premise of any of this is to is to eat healthy and eat uh, nutritious foods. So, um, I think, like we mentioned before, there's that misconception that I can eat whatever I want on a daily basis as long as it fits in my macros. But really, if you do that, you're opening the door to nutritiously poor foods, and you're you might be hitting your macros, but in the meantime, you're filling your body with processed foods. So
1: right. Yeah, yeah, and I think another one um, that I want to bring up is um, not to neglect mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is a great tool that can help people become more mindful because it requires us to go in and and start to kind of analyze and think about when we're eating and how much we're eating and how frequently during the day. But if it just becomes a numbers game where we're just trying to hit our numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think that sometimes we can take the mindfulness part out. And, um, so for instance, if we get to the end of the day and we've had dinner and maybe someone even had, um, a Greek yogurt as a bedtime snack or, you know, some kind of, um, fruit and nuts, and they still find they've got some macros left, Um, it's not just an invitation to go and to fill up, especially if your body's not saying, fuel me. Uh Um, And so I really want to encourage people to use this as a tool to really recognize body signals. When are Mm -hmm. we hungry? How hungry are we? When are we satisfied? How long are we taking to eat that meal? And really um, just kind of tuning in to what our body's saying. I think so often it's giving us signals and communication and we're not always listening. Mm -hmm. And so this is just a great way to kind of help us focus so that we really can listen. Um, and one other thing I would also encourage people to do is, ideally, we should be spreading out those macronutrients throughout the day. Um, so if you tend to find that, you know, the dinner meal is becoming really large, but you're grabbing a banana at breakfast and a, a kind of a measly lunch, we want to be really thinking about kind of fueling your body throughout the day. So generally, through, you know, somewhere between four to five small um Meals um, a day and kind of breaking up. You know, you want to get a little bit of carbs, fat, and protein at each of those meals. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just grab a banana for breakfast, you're probably going to be hungry within an hour because it's just carbohydrate and you're not giving your body any protein or fat to stay full and satisfied. Um, so this is really, once again, a great tool to help you kind of analyze, am I getting um, larger in certain places and uh, measly meals and other where mm-hmm. I can kind of redistribute those um, macros throughout the day to really feel well?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm glad you brought up the whole concept of mindful eating because I think that's a very – interesting topic and I've been doing a lot of research on that lately and there's a there's a couple of workshops I would love to attend um, yeah. about mindful eating um, I really think about doing an episode on the podcast uh, later on this year about mindful eating because it's such an interesting topic but I think it's also a crucial uh, practice uh, especially yes. if you're you know, you're making this transition is like you said really listening to our body and paying attention to the signals that it's giving us because I think yes. we overlook I think we don't I know I don't or I didn't do enough of that in the past
1: yeah yeah no it's it's definitely worth uh, I, I think that's great it's definitely worth the podcast yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's so many topics I feel like they could all all these topics could branch out into you know more topics because yeah and it's all just so interesting to me because I'm maybe you know my background's teaching and so I'm always wanting to learn more and understand why things yeah. are um yeah, so great. so my what 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 would be your biggest piece of advice to someone who maybe is just utterly confused about macros or maybe that they would, you know, they think they want to track their macro. Like what, from your, um, you know, professional experience, what's your biggest piece of advice to someone?
1: My biggest piece of advice I think right now would just be to take one step. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that we undervalue the power of taking one step intentional step and doing it consistently again and again and again. Um, and so I think that sometimes it's easy to say, I need to be doing this and this and this. I need mm-hmm. to be counting and I need to be weighing this. I need to be. And and so I would just encourage someone to say, you don't have to be overwhelmed. Start with one thing that you feel you can do consistently today, tomorrow, the next day, the next week, and just start there. Because it is so empowering when you can look back a week Two weeks, three weeks, and say I've been consistent with that, and and give yourself a pat on the back. You know, when you think about someone who is um, running a race, whether it's a five k, a ten k, a half, or even a whole marathon, it is built up or, or of little. Steps. Mm-hmm. It's one step after the other, after the other. People don't leap through the race. They're taking one step again and again and again. And the thing about it is, when they start training, the it, sometimes it feels a little clumsy, and sometimes it feels a little awkward, and sometimes the breathing pattern and the and your your rhythm kind of hasn't um, melded into place. But as you practice more and more, it becomes easier, and your breathing kind of turns into this rhythm and it's easier to keep going further and further and further. And so I just want to encourage someone to take one step today that they can commit to and keep going at it. And then as you feel empowered and as you're feeling really great, then take the another step and turn it up just a notch and see what's the next thing that you can add in. Um, Because you can really go so far by being consistent with doing one thing and doing it really, really well. And just to kind of add to that um, in this whole idea of, of like running this race, when someone is out there and they're... In a race, they are surrounded by people in front of them, beside them, behind them, on the sidelines, people that are all cheering them on and with people that are going in the same direction that they are going. So I really think that um, having support as we are making these changes and people around us that are encouraging us, that are affirming us, that recognize these little steps that we are continuing to take, even when it's tough, even when it's hard, and even when we want to give up. Mm -hmm. um, I really think that that support is incredibly helpful. So whether it is a healthcare practitioner or dietitian, whether it is a friend, um, maybe someone that's maybe just one or two steps ahead of you and can help you avoid some pitfalls and mm-hmm. can really encourage you and um, isn't uh, going to encourage um, unhealthy behaviors, um, but is going to really support you in this process, I think can be incredibly beneficial.
0: I love that. I And I love that because that you just described like the past probably two and a half years of my life (laughs) where you know I, you know, I think that's why a lot of people bail is, is not because they don't want the results. It's just that they, they get overwhelmed because they try to master it all from the start. Like I'm going to work out five days a week. I'm going to eat in this macro calculator, uh, you know, in these portions, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to drink all this water. And then like, you know, you just kind of like freak out because it's just so hard Um, Right. And so and that's what that's what I did. And so it was kind of hard for some to understand. But I felt like nutrition was a really, really important aspect that I needed to focus on. So I focused on that for a, a, a good year before I ever was like, okay, now I need to consistently, you know, I, I still tried to be active, but now, you know, I'm going to consistently try to actually be more mindful about my working out. Um, so right. I would absolutely agree with that. And I love your race analogy about there's people in front of you, <laughs> behind you, like don't get caught in the comparison trap. Like everybody's moving yeah. in the same direction, and even if you're yeah. not, you know, in the front, um, and you know, maybe you're not in the, even if you are in the back. I mean, it's it, the the important thing is to, to to move forward. And there's a quote that I read the other day, and it said, you know, you're not gonna master, you know, the rest of your life in one day. Just focus on that one day in front of you and master yes. that, and then the next day do the same and just keep doing that. So that that's excellent yes. advice. Excellent advice. Yes. Great. So before we end here, it's been great, like I said, I could talk to you for hours on this <laughs> subject, but um, what are some of the programs that you offer that maybe our listeners might be interested in and, and where can they find you?
1: Yeah. So you can find me on my website. It's healthy-inspiration.com. I'm also on Facebook. So facebook.com forward slash Jennifer Hunt Nutrition. Um, And I do offer online and telehealth nutrition counseling. And I really like to take a coaching type of approach. Mm -hmm. Um, But my goal is to really help um, women, you know, Break through those barriers and and really identify solutions for you that are going to help you get to your goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as we said, I really love to kind of customize our approach and and make it work for you. And if something's not working, then let's change it and let's do something a little bit different and let's just take that one next step. Um, so, if they're interested, they can contact me through my website um, and also my email address is jhunt.nutrition at gmail.com.
0: Awesome. And, and we'll, I will include a link to all of those, um, your email, your website and your, your social media handles in the show
1: notes for the listeners as well. Fantastic.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk about the science side of macronutrients <laughs> and, <laughs> and micronutrients and and really talk and really then moving into how should we be focused on focusing on on this topic in our journey towards, you know, healthy living. So, I greatly appreciate you joining me on the show today. I was happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And I'll talk to you later all right all right bye-bye you can find all the information needed to connect with jennifer and learn more about her nutrition counseling and coaching programs in the show notes at www.wanderlustandwellness.org forward slash podcast you've been listening to the wanderlust and wellness podcast if you like this episode please head over to itunes and subscribe to the podcast to enjoy all of our upcoming episodes and while you're there go ahead and drop us a review Be sure to follow Wanderlust and Wellness at wanderlustandwellness.org or join our mailing list to get instant access to all of our upcoming programs and resources at www.wanderlustandwellness.org forward slash email. Or you can always find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wanderlust and Wellness. Please note that I am not a registered dietitian or a medical professional. The views I express are mine alone based on my own experiences and should not be taken as medical advice. Please speak with a medical professional before making any changes to your current routine.